Warning, the following episode contains adult language and screaming goats. Listener discretion is advised. The Pinball Network is online. Launching The Pinball Show. The Pinball Show is here again to save you from silver ball boredom and ghastly inaccurate information. On episode, I'm sorry for the pinformation thing. On episode 128, Dennis and I give you stern pinball production updates. CB is back and peppier than ever. We talk cam and cow going kapow for Harry Potter. We deep dive into what we know about Harry Potter pinball and what we may see in the future. Ooh, and Pin Clash, Godzilla edition. The great reproduction debate. Two point no. The art of saying nothing while using a lot of words and actually killing with kindness. Pinball market trends. The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom for clickbait purposes. Deals of the week and much more. You can't buy this kind of passion, people. Come on, Tom. Let's finish this the way we started. Pinball is a game of skill. For some, it's a passion and a lifestyle. Only I can live forever. It's time for the Pinball Show. It's pinball with personality. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Pinball Show, episode 128 with your host, Dennis Creasel and Zach Manny. Hey, Dennis. You're a wizard, Zachy. I would, well, I would not be a great wizard, I don't believe. No, you'd be a, a Ron-style wizard? Yeah, who the hell called me? Somebody called me Weasley lately. <laughs> no not weasley is in the the the, oh, we, the like ad, weasel yeah weasley but no like the uh, the character they were like you're the oh. ron weasley to i think they called the greg bone the harry potter and i oh, i feel more you're the sidekick yeah and i feel more potterish Do i gotta you? say i feel more potterish than weasley when it comes well, to i mean I don't, I guess like in the realm of pinball, you are involved in more things. So you're maybe more of the main character, but think about like all the editing work and stuff that you do for this show and for straight down the middle. Like Harry didn't do any work. Like he was a bad student. That's like Hermione (laughs) stuff. Okay. So I'm maybe a Herm. No, that's more your thing. I think somebody called you the Hermione. Yes. Someone did, but we're not going to go into that. I'd even take Snape. I feel more akin to a Snape, but Ron Weasley, eh, I don't, I don't see it. What was it. the what's the blonde girl who's all like, look at the how the moon is and isn't stuff. that Weasley? It's still Weasley. No, I think it's Weasley's sister. No, 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 no. The blonde one, the weird Luna or whatever her name was. She She's was like, she wasn't in the, the first half in the of bathroom. The I, look, I don't know this. Stuff. I didn't read the books. Wasn't there a dead one? Wasn't there a dead? Yes, girl there that was, was. But that was like Harry some weird the, ghost water baby thing. We don't count fountain. that. Yeah, I. You know what I, I found fun? Then we'll get into the the pinball news this week, Dennis. But. I found very interesting when we did a Patreon exclusive for the pinball show, our takes on, on the, the, uh, the scare bros and the, and the world win 2.0. A lot of people hear that because a lot of people are part of our official TPS club, but it was interesting to then listen to other media uh, creators, give their takes on whirlwind 2.0, having uh, many of them not heard our takes. Uh, I, I enjoyed that thoroughly. Yes. It's been interesting. Because sometimes, you know, uh, just whether it's subconscious or consciously, you, you pick up on things when you hear other podcasters and it, it bleeds into maybe your interpretation. Uh, but some of them were 
uh, fence sitting. So uh, there wasn't there wasn't any strong strong takes. That's, and I'm like, that's pretty. It's pretty easy to take a strong take on this. EGP I, being the only one because you well, had you know. But, you know, but I knew what we had said, because while I hadn't actually listened to that bonus content, I Mm -hmm. was there to record it. So, uh, so, you know, my I was already informed, perhaps in part by knowing your positions on it, um, because we had talked about it already. You know, that's sort of an interesting thing. I've had this discussion from time to time, not related to Whirlwind, Mm -hmm. but about this like content and and podcasting. And, you know, there's been a lot of a lot's not that's probably not accurate. But let's say there's been some. I don't know of accusations, but there's, you know, the discussion like the fence sitting thing. Mm-hmm. And I've had this conversation with a, with a few people because it, to me, it's there's like a line. Think of it like the like the line in the middle of, of a highway mm-hmm. or on a road. Mm-hmm. Right. That striped line. OK, okay. Yeah. you don't want to be, in my opinion, you don't want to be someone who's just like trolling for the sake of trolling, calling out things, calling out individuals in particular, and just like running them through in a hobby. It's, it's, I think it's pretty distasteful. On the flip side, when you're in a really small hobby like this, sometimes people get into, uh, when you're not used to it, when you're not, say you're not professional media and stuff, and you start doing all of this, you have this opposite reaction where you only want to say the positives about everything. Mm-hmm. And so when something's not good, the the closest you can really get is to kind of stay in the middle or fence set as as you had expressed it. And I don't think that's very healthy for the consumer. So I've always, and again, this is my own philosophy. I've always tried to be on the be on the striped line. Like I don't like calling out individuals. I don't like criticizing. Like if I think a game is bad, I think I need to say a game is bad because I think I do a disservice to people if I don't give my honest opinion on it. But mm-hmm. I'm not there to try and tear down the people who made whatever the product was because they're professionals and they're trying to do the best that they can. But you can't, I feel, you can't get away with, you do a disservice if something's not good and you act like, well, maybe it's okay still. And it's like, um, no, it, it it's if something's bad, people need to know that it's bad. But it's also, you shouldn't call something bad just for sport. No. Does no, that make sense? Not for the so, clicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's where, and like, I see that in all sorts of hobbies, you know, video games and everything else. This all, you know, this sort of thing comes up. The, the struggle that we have here in pinball, I think, versus a lot of other more established uh, hobbies, hobbies with more people in them, I should say, is we don't have a professional media that can serve as a touchstone for that. Mm-hmm. It might be different if we really did. Like if there were real journalists always covering everything about pinball and actually doing like investigative pieces, because you mm-hmm. could always say like podcasts would all be because we are entertainment. We have to remember sure. that we're not journalists. Infotainment. Uh, right. Infotainment. Uh, well, some some might you know go different correct, directions correct. entirely and just want to be pure entertainment. And that's fine. Uh, but without the ability to have journalism as a touchstone uh, I think things can spin out of control and people can get lost really easy in knowing what what is and isn't objective. Mm, and that's yeah. sort of a I don't know. It's, we're, I'm getting a little philosophical at this point, so I'm going to shut up. But no, I like it. I, I think it's a good. It does, my, long story short, didn't surprise me that you see a lot of people when they if they and I can't speak for them because I don't know what their stances were because of what they said. But mm-hmm. when they're normally positive people and then they are kind of uh, milk toast on it. it <laughs> often suggests to me that maybe they hate it, but they didn't want to say it. But I don't know for sure. I think the ultimate tell, generally, there's a couple tells uh, for fence sitting, and one of them has to be, we could go through a list, but one of them has to be, I'm really looking forward to playing it. <laughs> well, you know, oh, well, I'm probably said, guilty uh, of I'm, using I'm, that one a lot, too. When uh, I'm, I'm, like, I'm really looking forward again, to playing it. 
Because again, and, and if I haven't played it, like I haven't played World, it's like, well, what if it's, you know, there's still the what if. Now, I might think the what if is a 2% chance that's going to change my mind. But you, you again, you want to be fair. So if if like, the only positive thing you have to say is, yeah, I'm really looking forward to catching it at a show and, and getting my hands on <laughs> like that. That's your tell right there mm. that uh, the, the person may not be that into it. I felt I, I questioned our analysis on it. Uh, listener, if you have not heard that as part of the official TPS, you got to go listen to it. I think it's called the exclusive contents called Suey and Me. And uh, <laughs> I had so much fun in it. I haven't had that much fun uh, on mm. a podcast segment in a while just because we were rolling. Like it was good. It We were back and forth. It was like Abbott and Costello, and it was genuinely funny, good stuff. Um, that was, but you always like it when we, when, when it, you know, shows often, we, we often go a few episodes where there's just not a topic that works like that for that's us. That's right. So that's right. And we were riffing. It's hard to it, force it. It was, yeah. And it was all improv. It was all, uh, extremely fun. But, uh, the takeaways from that, I had a couple of people message me, uh, laughing about our discussion of Suey. Uh, basically, <laughs> listeners, is a, is a shit and piss monster that's featured <laughs> yeah, in yeah, Whirlwind yes. 2.0 uh, versus there was, the Greenies. Uh, uh, the, a pretty, a pretty well-known pinballer, uh, did mention they, they caught my, they liked my, uh, what was it? Uh, conquers bad fur day reference, That's right. that, That's which right. is a little, a little rare video game throwback for you folks. And but. I was so upset that not one media person talked about after watching that trailer video, that there was damn Mac and me stolen <laughs> from that, Look, from that. I, stolen. I went back. I went and researched Mac and Me after the episode. <laughs> that that movie didn't do well. No, it wasn't. A, it wasn't that's what I well, said. It's such a but, shit movie. Why but, would you steal but, from that? But no, that but that's the thing, Zach. You you can't be mad because they probably didn't see it. It was it's so like if you weren't there at the time uh, in the eighties when Mac and Me came out, this is not a film you go back for. So. But it's like a cult classic just because people just hate it so you. much. This is like you and the Crudes too. Steals no one cares but you it was so good so for all you fence sitters out there I've, I've got your number whenever i hear you say look you know props to them for bringing something to market and i'm looking forward to getting my hands and playing on i we were we were tough we were tough on whirlwind 2.0 because frankly this is the not too strong of a take but it just it looks horrible but pretty much every aspect of it except for one or two choice titles, um, one being the multiple title of something about the, the storm and the other being total chaos. Besides that, I'm pretty sure everything else is just really bad. But um, but you got to go back and listen. There's no replicating it here. It was, it, it, uh, it was a blast. Suey. Oh, you know what else can't be replicated? Craig Bobby. He's back. I you know what? I've heard that he he saw the Craig signal up in the sky. <laughs> it was the symbol of the rush pinball machine that he has the sole Canadian without oh. uh, blacks and um he came to our aid. Oh, I thought it should be like just a, a fresh lighted signal into the, the sky of like a mahogany desk. <laughs> yes. That's what it that's what it should look like. I I, I want to make a whole line of uh like things in in pinball offices that craig could disguise himself as i i we'd sell them as toys we call them craig formers craig formers yes hey. furniture in disguise yes craig formers <laughs> serving as our spies <laughs> what will you do when craig will come for you and steal all of your pinball secrets for the pinball show 
Yes, hello everyone, good to be back, and welcome to the Pinball Show's Top Stories. I'm Craig Bobby. My god, where has that time gone? Remember the old saying, miss a day and you missed a month? Well, nothing could be more true right now in the pinball world, as you may recall, way back. In February this year, prior to the Texas Pinball Festival, it was literally raining new game announcements from every game manufacturer out there. And in the past couple of weeks, we've been swamped yet again, this time with new game rumors, new pinball company startup news, companies canceling titles without notice, RIP Rush, and yes, more new title rumors. So let's not beat around the bush with more chitter chatter, let's get at her! First up, can we please all rise and salute and address the pinball equivalent of the massive two-ton elephant in the room? Yes, Harry Potter pinball will in fact be made. You Hold on. Okay. Holy Spirit, activate. Oh, no. Holy oh, Spirit, yeah. oh, activate. No. Holy Spirit, activate. 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 All right, let's go. If my sources are accurate on this, and trust me, my sources are always accurate, the most hallowed and sought-after pinball license in the land of muggles and wizards has been in fact acquired from Warner Brothers by none other than the good old folks over at Jersey Jack Pinball, and they are rolling it over in their hot little hands right now, trying to figure out how many m -m -m millions of dollars they can make on this absolutely blockbuster of a pinball license that literally only comes around once in a lifetime. This is the stuff legacies are made of people, so trust me, JJP knows exactly what they have and are setting out to do this title right. Joe Kamenkow certainly knew how big the pot of gold was that he had just lost, which would seem to explain his bombshell of a Sour Grapes Facebook post last week preemptively announcing to the world that in fact JJP had acquired the pinball rights to the Harry Potter film franchise. Folks, if you don't think acquiring these licenses are an absolute dogfight and that the competition isn't as stiff as anything you've seen on TV or the movies, you haven't been paying attention. Now, rumor has it that in fact the stern Kamikau bid was originally the frontrunner in this fight. However, thanks to the most recent Loser Kid podcast and an online article published by the leading pinball industry news site Nap Arcade, it is rumored that the Kamikau bid was later thrown out after someone at Stern missed a key deadline which opened the door for JJP to leverage their good relationship with Warner Brothers and swoop in and snatch that Harry Potter license right out from under Kamenkow. Now, do I believe that story? Not really. I just have such a hard time believing that Warner Brothers would be that tight that they would exclude the world's leader in the pinball world over a missed deadline. No, my suspicions is that in the end, JJP won this based on their previous great relationship with Warner Brothers and that that silver old fox cam and cow was simply outfoxed in his own henhouse by his chief competitor and wily sales veteran and founder of Jersey Jack Pinball, Jack Guineri. Now, speaking of Warner Brothers, no sooner had the Harry Potter rumor spell been cast by Joe Kamenkow taking the pinball world by storm, when along came another almost equally as exciting rumor once again, thanks to Nap Arcade sleuth reporting, not only had JJP acquired the rights to Harry Potter, but in fact they have also acquired the rights to the second of the holy trinity of pinball licenses, with the third being Back to the Future, which shh, Stern and Joe Kamenkow already have. Yes, JJP is rumored to have the rights to, wait for it, 
the Keanu Reeves sci-fi trilogy, The Matrix, is being designed by former longtime Stern designer and godfather of pinball himself, Mr. Steve Ritchie. Say what? Now I'd like to emphasize that this Matrix news is strictly a rumor, but a hot one nonetheless, as this is what happens when the spotlight gets on a company and people start nosing around and putting their Neo and Morpheus cosplay outfits on. Shit gets weird, yo. And all manner of rumor and speculation and news starts popping out. Well, I'm so exhausted from following these massive rumors online that I'm almost too tired to talk about not one, but what appears to be two separate teases for new pinball company startups. The first was seen on a keychain that was being handed out during the Texas Pinball Festival this year, which read, an amazing machine is coming, shh, with the image of a flipper turned on its end with an electrified pinball underneath it to make it look like an exclamation point. Weeks later, the same message was posted on a sign at the entrance of Pinfest in Allentown. Hmm. Not to be outdone, a second new company, Hexa Pinball, from across the pond in Europe in the southwest of France of all places, is promising the launch of their new unlicensed pinball title called Space, Space Hunt, 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 Hunt at the Salon de Pontenac in France on June 10th and 11th of this year. So stay tuned for more information on this wacky title that has appeared out of nowhere. Well, I wish I had the energy to report on more guys. Always lots going on, but I do need to call Zach Many here and get him to update his notes waiting list information to see if I can get on a bunch of different waiting lists now. The first list I'm getting on is for the last run of Rush, which you hear it here first, will be getting one last run from Stern Pinball. Please, 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 please. And then I'm getting on JJP's Harry Potter and Matrix Pinball. I really hope Zach hasn't blocked my number yet. Ugh. For the Pinball Show, I'm Craig Bobby. Catch you on the flip side. Thanks again, Craig. Appreciate that. It's good to have you back, buddy. One more week and you're about to get fired. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Craig. He brought, he brought some goods there. Most he did. Of, most of which we're going to discuss. We'll jump into the big story this week is Cam and Cow going kapow for Harry Potter. Uh, mm. That's my Parker headline. But yes, yes. we're going to stay true to the pinball show, and we're going to talk about Stern Pinball first. People want to hear them updates. They want to hear what the king is doing. Yes, production is always the key question that comes in. Yeah, and the, and the king is confusing me. That's what they're doing. Last week, they had some Jurassic Park premiums moving out of the factory, which I wasn't expecting for a couple more weeks. So they're shuffling things up just a bit, but Jurassic Park premiums probably rolling out this week as well. We've seen some last week, Dennis. We'll see some more this week. It feels right now like Stern Pinball has five production lines, the way that different titles are flying out each day. I got a uh, Friday, I got a notice from Stern uh, and my shipping broker that two different titles were shipping to me from Friday. It was going to be, I was getting some James Bond premiums and Jurassic Park premium. Uh, and then right before that, I got some James Bond pros. And I believe this week uh, in Friday's production video on social media for Stern Pinball, they were showing some Foo Fighter premiums. I'll probably be getting at Flipping Out Pinball some Foo Fighter premiums come in. So there's just a number of different titles that are going off the line, coming on the line, going off the line, coming on the line. I don't know how they keep track of all of that, not to mention the accessories line as well with things coming in and out. 
Okay, you heard it here hot off the press right now. I'm receiving information that Stern Pinball continues to switch up their production schedule just a bit, where we originally seen some Foo Fighter premiums on the line in last Friday's video. Those are actually being bumped yet another week, as well as James Bond premium. We're not going to see James Bond premium this week. That's going to be the following week, hopefully, as well. This week is going to continue to be Jurassic Park premiums. And how about this? Iron Maiden Pros. The plan is for Iron Maiden Pros to be hitting the Stern line this week. Stern still has some lingering Foo Fighter limited edition games that they want to uh, that they want to complete. They're hoping to do so by the end of this week. But what about Rush? Rush was discontinued. I don't oh. care who cares. No. What about that? <laughs> okay, you don't care what anyone else says. All right. Uh, what about expression lighting on that accessory line, Zach? Oh, this last week, I about quit. <laughs> it's a real dealer. I just I wanted to hang it up, man. It's been like if my energy's not here, it's been hell being a pinball dealer this last week. Yeah, it's been it's just been horrible this week. I feel bad for customers because they're expecting products. And sometimes when the schedules change for these manufacturers and things don't come out when we think they're supposed to, or, or some come out, which leads everyone to think that all of them have come out. It puts dealers in a very precarious situation. Or no, well, just, I, I know there's been a ton of excitement for the expression lighting kits. They're very popular. <sighs> so yeah. let me ask you, and you know, obviously say you choose not to disclose if you want to dis- not disclose. So you've mentioned yeah, the issue about not all customers being able to receive. Did you, I assume you have a certain uh, quantity ordered with Stern. I think that, is that how it works? Yeah, I think it'd be safe to say that flipping out pinball purchases, probably one of the largest quantities of accessories from consumer dealers in the country. Okay. All right. We buy a shitload of toppers. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen your wall. So, all right. Did you get 50% of your expression light order? Uh, I see where you're going. I, I'm, we, I'll say we. I'm only going to ask two questions. That's the first one. Okay. No, we didn't. All right. Did you get ten percent? Oh, see, there's where I, it. Something is going on with the expression light. All right. Let me let me change the second question. Did you get twenty five percent? I wanted to quit this week, Dennis. I wanted to quit. <laughs> Did you get one percent? Uh, I got one percent <laughs> at least. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What's really tough for for me, and not that I'm being a whiny dealer, but a lot of time is spent. I put this, there's a nice thread on Penn's side uh, that talks about what's on the line at Stern this week. And sometimes as dealers will chime in there to kind of give updates to people if they're quite like, I wonder what's this? I wonder when this is coming. So if we have the information, sure, we'll jump in there. And uh, I've seen Tilt in there. I've seen other people in there. We'll jump in and, and clarify some questions maybe. Uh, so I'll do that as much as possible. What is difficult sometimes and feels like lack of communication from some of these manufacturers. Like, okay, well, when are you making some? How many am I going to get from my order? When could, The reason we're asking, Stern, is because we are being bombarded from customers, uh, rightfully so, probably, um, where my product is that I ordered. The problem is Stern Pinball probably isn't going to respond to every dealer because it is very inefficient. Now, there's still a balance as to giving some communication out there. But the problem for dealers is if there's one customer that asks me, 
Where am I at in line on Foo Fighters Premium? Where am I at in line on Godzilla Premium? Where am I at in the line for the Rush Topper? When is the Rush Topper coming out? Have you received any more information regarding the Godzilla Topper? Hey, I remember that I went on the rumored list for fucking Bon Jovi. Can you tell me where at on said rumored list I'm at? So what I'm saying, Dennis and listener, is... Oftentimes, I'm spending hours as a dealer answering questions that aren't leading to anything. There is no information. Uh, If there was information, it would be dispersed out. So a lot of my job is really tough and excruciating because instead of being able to do, you know, getting shipping going or fixing a website or doing other dealer things, I am answering questions, the same damn question with the same non-answer. At this time, we have not been given any information. Your guess is as good as mine. If you're telling me that your buddy dealer said this, I I don't know because dealers haven't been given this information. So either your buddy is Craig Bobby's mahogany table or they're just fucking lying to you. It takes so much time to answer all of these questions and I feel horrible because I don't have the answer as to why, you know, if you order a lot, you don't get as many. Or if you don't order many, you only get one, but it looks like you ordered a lot. I, I don't know what the answers are. But yeah, I wanted to I wanted to throw it all away this week. I wanted to throw So it the all answer away. is you didn't get all that many out of your order. Well, yeah, we got a we got a nice bundle of rush toppers. Uh, and I'm gonna be honest with you. Here's the problem. We we got a decent amount of rush toppers, but it is hard to understand why customers aren't getting their toppers if they ordered the first day that the product was launched, right? Yeah, I could see that. I agree. If I ordered the first day a product was launched and I see all of these people getting their toppers, some of these people may be ordering weeks upon weeks later or Marco Specialties having something in stock, you know, a, a month after announcement. Yeah, it is tough. I have no answer for it though. What do you do in that situation, Dennis? Because I pull my fucking hair out. Master carries heavy burden. All right, so push comes up. Rush toppers are coming out. Expression lighting kits are coming out. They're trickling out. Uh, and the, none of none of these accessories will ever come as quick as possible. Do you think that is Do you think it is on purpose? Maybe that drives up the, the FOMO a little bit, Dennis? Or do you think it is no. legit a parts no. kind of? No, yeah. I, I, I don't think it. I don't think. I don't think there's a mark because I mean, they're selling to distributors. There's not a marketing reason as that I can come up with for Stern to deliberately trickle out mm-hmm. accessories. I think that's just not where their core of their business is. And that's they right. probably just deprioritize it, not out of maliciousness or strategy or anything. It's just, they make pinball machines and they're still, I don't think if I were to, if I were a Batman, Zach, mm-hmm. it would be, they're still not fully comfortable with this idea of making and selling accessories. I think they're Stern in particular, I think is still very much stuck in this. We sell the operators, right? kind of mindset <laughs> i well and i think pinball machines make more money oh there's sure. only so I, many I, hands I, that yeah, can work yeah. on products it's, i mean the margin on on it you know i don't know what the margin is on a say topper versus a pinball machine but the raw dollars of profit i would assume is much higher on the pinball machine even if the margin was lower like let's say they made a margin of 50 percent on a pinball machine and 60 percent on a topper mm-hmm. but the raw dollars would still be there on the pinball machine yeah so it's tough the other information i have for you listeners is that when it comes to stern accessories like the rush topper um i'm not sure when they're going to do their their next big run of rush toppers when it comes to expression lighting kits i've been told that they're still in the process of 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 that run so um we 
We had some uh, that arrived to us that we got out. We will be receiving more in this run. When that second run is for expression lighting kits, I, I don't know. I haven't been told, and I don't know any information on Godzilla toppers, and I don't know any information on 007 toppers that they announced. I have no damn clue. Who would have thought that toppers were going to bring me down, Dennis? Yeah, it's almost ironic. Ironic. Is it, isn't, the, isn't there like an old fable or something that the person that, that's obsessed with something is the thing that ends up killing them? Isn't that, what is that? Yeah, there's probably is something that like that. Is that What is it? No, <laughs> no. That had to do with like baby theft and gold weaving and, <laughs> uh, you know. You know, uh, historic medieval European values. Uh, I'm trying just, to think what, what uh, like, um, now I'm thinking of, um, I got a blueberry for a daughter. <laughs> I'm thinking of what's her oh, name. Walk, the, uh, the gum that turned into the blueberry. Uh, oh. Oh. Yeah, those were just disobedient little brats. <laughs> Speaking of disobedient brats, let's talk about Harry Potter and his wizard friends over... <laughs> At the Warner Brothers lot. I mean, they were kind of like disobedient. They were, right? Yeah. I mean, I kind of felt bad for Snape at the end because they were like always sneaking out of class and like traipsing around, causing trouble. You fuckers. (laughs) (laughs) I could have taught you how to brew evil, but you skipped class. (laughs) What was that one real crooked? I hated that one teacher. She did such a good job because she she seemed like such a shit. So mean. McGonagall? Maybe. She's just a bitch, man. <laughs> she's just a bitch. Dark arts. I think she stole that from Snape. She was teaching that class or something. Oh. I don't know. It wasn't the big googly-eyed girl. I liked her. Uh, the, <laughs> the googly, you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I, I, yeah. I know. She just had thick glasses. But okay. I call her googly-eyed. <laughs> this is the extent of my knowledge when it comes to Harry Potter. You know the, you know the redhead kid? You get the ginger, the googly-eyed, and the bitch teacher. Yeah. Headline pinball, Cam and Cow goes kapow for Harry Potter. I, you know what? I had to say it again just because I thought it was clever. This has been mm. all the talk, Dennis. It Everyone's has. talking about Harry, Mother Truck, and Potter. Harry Potter becoming a pinball machine. You said it would never happen. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> say never what? Are you sure? On, You'd have to you have to roll that tape back. Maybe I I might have mildly suggested that it was a total impossibility. I don't I don't know if I'd ever say never, but it came out from a Joe Cam and Cow post on Facebook. The kids still use a Facebook, but Joe Cam and Cow came out and posted essentially saying, "Guess what, kids? JJP has Harry Potter." It is what it is. You guys don't have to speculate any longer. Uh, they got it. They locked it in. Fuck off. <laughs> and then you heard exclusively on the Pinball Show, episode 127.5, myself kind of tell you I think that was that was not a trolled account, that was not a hacked account, uh, that sources that I was hearing saying, yeah, that's very much true. Jersey Jack Pinball has the license to produce Harry Potter pinball. Yeah, Zach. I don't think I think they have the license to produce Harry Potter for. Oh. <laughs> oh what was that? The prisoner ass command? <laughs> you know, no. No. What wait, maybe it was. Well, I don't yeah, know what four yeah. was. I think six is the bad one. Don't do six, because that's the one where they live in the tent. Oh God. That Harry Potter in forever. the tent. 
That was the that was a bad movie. Like it's, I'm like I'm going out there to say that four was, was I was the like Goblet angry of Fire when I Okay, Goblet of Fire that was works. decent. That works. Like, t- are you talking about the, the Half Blood Prince? The Order of the Phoenix was five. Half Blood Prince six. Seventh was Deathly Hollows, part one and two. Yeah, yeah. Part one was the is the worst of the. I'd oh. say part one. So number six movie was probably the worst. Not probably. It was the worst Harry Potter movie followed mm. by. God, number, so many people are going to fucking email. Fo- no, they no. Everyone will agree oh, with that. They will. might disagree with my second one, which would be um, which would be Harry Potter number two movie. Oh, the Chamber of the, Secrets. Yeah, with the Basilisk. That was not a very good movie either. Mm. I, I'm a friend, I, I'm a fan of The Prisoner in Azkaban. I like that. Yeah, one. no. Um, one is a classic. Of course, it's the starts it all. That would be an obvious one. The theme around three, four, five, and seven could all work. Which one had the Mac and Me ripoff? Dobby? <laughs> Or the I don't Gollum. Remember, I don't remember. Like I don't Mac like and me you, and you voiced him as sex. a Schmeagol. Yeah, well, who was it? I thought they kind of sounded like a, a Schmeagol hack. Uh, Dobby. <laughs> Dobby's crooked. <laughs> what? Oh, give me your sock, Dobby. That's my precious. No. <laughs> I need it. Hurts as it did. Uh, my, Magic wands. Oh, my gosh. So Harry Potter was a thing, and then media. Wraiths with brooms. No. <laughs> Dobby. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I keep I'm transitioning all of our discussion into a you know a good set of films, but let's go back to Harry Potter. No, Harry Potter's great. Harry Actually, Potter's I enjoyed great. the. I didn't read the books, but I did enjoy it. like as a series. I enjoyed it. And getting back to my uh, my never ever not ever never. Which okay, maybe I did say that like you know eight or nine times. <laughs> the the main, but I did emphasize at least in one of those times. I did emphasize that was solely based off of the totally non substantiated report. That J.K. Rowling was totally anti-pinball. And I also acknowledge I have never seen the evidence for that. Mm -hmm. Yes, you have. But if it was true and she was dead set against it, then it was never going to happen unless she changed her mind Mm -hmm. or she no longer controlled the rights anymore. Mm -hmm. Those would be like the two things that could shift the, you know, move the needle. Yeah. And shift the tides. And on Cam and Cow's post, there was a rendering of... Uh, of a stern machine with, you know, with a uh, a cloak, if you will, of Harry Potter artwork. Mm-hmm. Now we thought, well, that's weird. That's why people thought maybe it's a fake account. Nobody knew what to think. The media and pinball were going back and forth. You had uh, you had media say, no, it's it's fake. It's all bullshit. This is just this is just came and cow trolling. No, this is just. It was what it was. Now, as to the motive of why Joe Game and Cow did that, we can discuss that here in a minute, but let's dive in more to Harry Potter as a pinball theme. Okay. I think it is safe to say that uh, Jersey Jack Pinball has secured the license for that. Now, what makes us question things is Joe Game and Cow has kind of teased Harry Potter and being close to WB and, and working to try to get this license and him coming out you know, and throwing the gauntlet down saying that they do, they have secured that. We thought that this, if anybody's going to secure a big old license, I guess it would be Stern pinball, especially Stern pinball um, or spooky. Hell, I mean, shit, <laughs> spooky, not JJP. Then last week on the loser kid pinball podcast, they had on Christian line and Mrs. Penn. Christian line used to do a podcast called super awesome pinball show with Christopher Franchi who is an artist in pin? Why am I telling these people listen to pinball podcasts? Chris Franchi's close to Kapow 
and close to Joe Cam and Cal. So much so that I made the made the assumption that Christopher Franchi did that rendering. Um, and Christian Line had some interesting information being close to Chris Franchi and did say on that podcast, Christopher Line confirmed that the mock-up was in fact Franchi's artwork and it, it was going to be used as a Stern machine prototype to sell to Warner Brothers as a machine that could be made. It was taken to Warner Brothers and to J.K. Rowling. Christian Line b- went on and believed that Cam and Cow was able to loosen up the J.K. Rowling and Warner Brothers group to the idea of licensing Potter for pinball. He said, quote, how it got from Cern to Jack Winery, there's the mystery, end quote. So Christian Line all but confirmed that, uh, yeah, Cam and Cal was right up in there, loosened up J.K. a little bit. He's probably getting this information from Franchi. Um, who rendered up the artwork, who now, coincidentally enough, does artwork for JJP. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So what happened there? How in the hell does Cam and Cow go in there, get close to securing a license, and then it's slipping into the hands of Jack Guineri and JJP? Well, we had that troll post from Jack Guineri on the launch of Godfather, which is just ridiculous timing. Hey, yeah, I, I still, um, I, I still, th- especially because it's uh, this Potter game would be so far out that still, I think was a, a big, big, big mistake. Mm-hmm. But, but saying that aside, <laughs> it just reminded me of, uh, you know, don't, don't take this listeners. Don't take this as too judgmental, but take it quasi judgmentally. Y- y'all's ability and willingness to bend yourselves into ridiculous logic pretzels uh, <laughs> never ceases to shock me. And the number of you who on the doorstep of the already built Godfathers in cardboard boxes yep. about to show up at shows were convinced that it was going to be Harry Potter. This is why <laughs> this is why I don't pay attention to a pin side thread with 2000 posts that claim every single possible conspiracy theory cuz some of these go way yes. way way off the deep end. Yes, they do. And what a shock when it was still Godfather. How it mysteriously didn't magically transform into Harry Potter. I guess magic is fake. I'll push to also say that uh some people are asking, "Well, when did they get this license? Have they had it for years upon years?" I'm going to venture to tell you listeners that this feels very recent to me. Mm, I agree. It feels very and honestly, recent. honestly, if it was all that far back, it would have been a part of the leaks we had That's with all right. the other confirmed mm-hmm. games. So let's not, I, and, we do know there was a, there's a backstop on this. And before. in hindsight, whenever we did have a picture of Jack Winery trolling like that, I think that was him probably speaking out when he shouldn't have that. He was, he was in discussions with Warner brothers. And that was him basically saying, hey, you guys might crap on Godfather as a theme, but look who Papa G uh, is talking to. This might be a possibility. He didn't want to confirm it or anything, but he wanted to take a picture because he was feeling pretty good about maybe discussions thus far. That's what I would guess. I mean, it's a it's a huge license. It, it would definitely be something to be excited to get. And I think that Cam and Cal blast this out in the way that he did. Many calling, not me, but many calling unprofessional. I think he blasted out out of frustration, and I said in 127.5, keep in mind, uh, there may be frustration toward JJP from Cam and Cal, maybe possibly, but I also would encourage people to think of other possibilities as to why he may be frustrated. 
Now, if you go to Nap Arcade, Nap Arcade made an update on this whole posting and this whole thread that says, quote, I heard through the grapevine that Cam and Cal laid all of the groundwork for a Harry Potter pinball machine, but someone at Stern dropped the ball, didn't get their bid in in time. So Jack used his good relationship with Warner Brothers to swoop in and snatch the Harry Potter license out from under them, end quote. Mm. Whoa, whoa. Now, I have no information as to the swooping of this, almost as if it was all said and done, someone swooped in to get it from under them, which, as I read that, kind of feels... Uh, kind of feels, uh, I don't know. I think of the whole Godzilla thing all over. Again. Yes. That's exactly what I, I'm thinking of. And this I don't was the know same, if that was the case. Same but. And, and you know, and that's where I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna weigh in on whether or not, uh, someone who, who worked on licensing, who isn't actually, you know, an employee of Stern or JJP, mm-hmm. uh, you yeah. know, was or Good wasn't point. unprofessional. I didn't see a lot of quote unquote unprofessional accusations when spooky got all pissy about Stern getting Godzilla, you know, swooping in and getting Godzilla and, and threw saying, a fit about it. And saying that they didn't get Godzilla because Stern got it. I mean, they re- remember that. Uh, it was, I mean, it was. They said, hey, Stern it got it. They swooped the out most, and screwed us. I would say uh, it is the most negative I think I can recall ever seeing Spooky officially as like a company mm-hmm. going out after someone else. Because, yeah, you know, normally they're all posting like all this happy stuff about look at how we share shipping containers and all of this stuff that no one really cares about. <laughs> and and then with this, though, they were mad. They were, I mean, they're like Stern came. I mean, the way they described it, it I remember in my my mind, you know, in the memory palace of what I'm envisioning, the way they described it, I just envisioned Spooky sitting, you know, in a bunch of flannel around this mahogany table, which was probably Kerrig Bobby in disguise, <laughs> with all these suits representing Toho, these long-term, you know, Japanese masters of kaiju movies, yes. and then, like, Gary Stern and Jody Dankberg, like 300 Spartan kicking open the double wood doors, coming in, throwing down a pile of cash and picking up the license, which was like a literal like Godzilla figurine. That's what it symbolized because Japan's very into symbols and walking out with it. That's how I envisioned it. And everyone else is like sitting there like jaws on the table. And Craig's like, get your jaw off of me. Guy liner. There's got to be guy liner on Jody Dankberg at that point. Look, it's just like they go. But Gary and Jody go in with their with their three-piece slick chicago suits and as soon as they they get out of there gary gary rips his off and and jumps on the back (laughs) of his harley and jody tears his opening he's got like a a five finger death punch t-shirt on instead and he goes to the nearest concert that's how i envisioned it the way spooky told the story but anyway back to harry potter yeah so this is what it reminded me yeah to me this is a bad case of the old passion squirts uh, and and spooky whenever your whenever your passion bin gets full it's gonna squirt out now there are in life good squirts and bad squirts right we all know the bad squirts and we all know the good squirts i'm not here to tell you what kind of squirt it is but it's a passion squirt and that's what happened to joe kamikow he had a bit of a passion squirt he cared about it it was so close and it well, didn't happen it- if the if the grapevine report that that Nap Arcade shared is valid, I, I mean, I can understand. Can you imagine, f- listeners? Can you imagine if you s- just worked really, really, really hard putting something together, and someone else failed you, failed the whole project, and all of your work was not only wasted but went to a rival? Oh wow, man! I think that the uh, the pinball show Patreon Club. It's going to get really interesting in the future because this is my life, Dennis. 
Mm-hmm. I've been through all of this. Yeah. And, I get the passion thought, squirts. I understand. Now, the side effect, though, of it was really interesting. What, I babies? thought. I thought <laughs> yeah, well, you're talking, the side effect, you're talking about the side effect of the squirts. It's I'm a- talking about the side effect of this announcement, this okay. information, regardless of how it came out, that it's been leaked out, essentially. You know, the interesting thing about that coming out, I thought on the Triple Drain Pinball podcast that Travis Murray had a a really good take, a take I agreed with, which is why I think it's really good. <laughs> of course. That, yeah, obviously. So about, like, because some people I saw initially when this came out, they're like, well, Joe did this to hurt JJP. And it's like, but that's not how this works. Like, if people are now pulling money out of buying pinball in order to save for Harry Potter, that doesn't just hurt Godfather sales. It hurts everyone, and it hurts Stern the most. It does hurt Stern, yeah. I because agree Stern that. has the biggest market share. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of people that aren't like just quote unquote JJP fanboys that only buy JJP games. There were people that could have been very well like saying, I was going to order Foo Fighters, but I want Harry Potter. Harry Potter's a dream theme. Mm-hmm. This money's off the table now because not only do I now believe that it's definitely going to happen, it's going to be JJP. So you know it's going to be expensive. Or it's a perception thing too. Like it's a brand perception thing too. I thought Stern mm-hmm. was the king. Like what happened there? Um, and I thought Joe Kamikow was the one that gets everything. Nobody can defeat a, a Kamikow when it comes to licensing. Yeah. And so that's, I, think I mean, and I, I can see it. where, where Joe might, obviously that's going to affect maybe, you know, there, that's where egos and personal perception and, and what the public thinks. I don't know how much of the pinball collector community really knows much about who goes for what licenses. I will say JJP does have a track record of having good licenses. It's not like a, I mean, again, when we had heard for years that they had Toy Story, the whole negative reaction was that when we found out they ended up doing Toy Story 4, it was like Toy Story is a legendary license. That is a really big deal. Really big deal. Especially working with Disney and Pixar. Yes, absolutely. But they have slipped lately. Toy Story 4, eh, decisions made there are interesting god well and we could eh, see we could see interesting decisions made quote unquote what we would as collectors call mistakes with harry potter we just don't know yet that's what i'm that's what i'm wondering i'm wondering dennis when it comes to this license and jjp potentially having it might there be a reason why stern didn't lock it in uh if stern had like right of first refusal i can't think of a good reason not to get harry potter i i just can't i I can't think of it. What would you like? Do you have one in mind that you could well, like, pr- prime uh, me with? Because things that come to my mind are no assets such as Pirates of the Caribbean that Jersey Jack did. D- or, didn't stop Stern from doing Jurassic Park, so I don't buy that one. Pricing. Pricing is a better one, but again, they did the million dollar license Beatles. And if it's a Kamikau arranged thing, my assumption was going to be it's going to be a Kapow collaboration. That means no pro model and an SLE model. Uh, so there's plenty of opportunity to gouge up that pricing. If, okay. And again, we never heard historically like the problem with getting Harry Potter was Harry Potter licensing is really expensive. We see Harry Potter with other things like slot machines and stuff all the time. Uh, what about philosophy of brand? Uh, political stances that that's a good and that's an interesting one i i should have actually i was thinking about this the other day and then today i for some reason wasn't um it depends uh i would think okay. that if anybody said I, we don't give a shit about politics and business it would be stern but uh, no I, stern I mean, has posted so, a lot of things that sometimes yeah. can be interpreted as very political 
Yes. But here's the, I mean, so I'm of two minds of it. One is this is the company it's still, and I just, I've been in the hobby so long. So I know this is a while ago, but it's the company that released Woe Nelly. Uh, and, and so part of me is like, are they really that, that sensitive to, to let's say, um, progressive concerns I, yeah, i'm gonna uh, stop you there i think their presentation in the last two years is significantly and drastically different than how they present themselves as a company back in Wonelli time i agree uh that said however there was recently a warner brothers endorsed harry potter video game mm-hmm. and online there were a lo- there was a lot of pushback because of jk rowling's political views a lot of calls for the game to be boycotted uh things of that nature and that game has done incredibly well financially. I've not played the game, but the game has done incredibly well financially. Looking at that, I would think Stern would say, whatever controversy there is around J.K. Rowling, it's not enough to actually impact the sales. What about if it was the assets to the new Max streaming series? of Harry Potter and not the films itself. And that kind of gets back to your, your first point about like yeah. no assets. Like, so the discussion of different assets and I just, again, because of other games that they've done, like Deadpool being based on the comic, yeah, I know uh, Harry Potter, Harry Potter. I would imagine. Uh, if Remember when the- Jack danger was doing the free marketing advice on Facebook of, Hey, could you guys get behind the novel? Uh, Harry Potter. Remember, like that was just by happenstance, him being curious. Mm. Like, well, and that's the eh. thing. Like, I would as- I would have assumed that if for some reason it's too hard to say what's the the big barrier with the movies would probably be like actor licenses if they have individual control. That's where because it gets complicated. Yes. I would assume if Harry Potter can be licensed, they could at least do art inspired or based off of the books. And I think that's still a green light because the books were just masked. I I haven't read them, but a lot of people do. Yes. I think they would too. But if it was the max series, I don't know. I'm playing devil's advocate here. There there are some, you've raised some good hypotheticals. I just ultimately, I still like, if I were to, if you were to tell me pick between all of these options you've listed out or pick between the grapevine option of that, they just didn't get the bid in. I'd still pick the bid. Mm, Okay. I just, it's, it's such a this license is a cash printing machine. It's the same reason why when we've heard again, we don't know if it's true or not, but all the reports are you can't do anything with the movie assets with Jaws and people still want it. They just want the ball to be the shark. What if they put their bid in, but they were outbid by outbid by Warner Brothers or and or J.K. Rowling just liking the the portfolio of a Jersey Jack product? Sure. That that, I it. think that's reasonable, especially if there is a, let's say that again, we never saw, like we never read an official comfort, at least I never did, but let's say that JK, what I don't, what we'd always heard was she didn't like pinball, not that she hates the game of pinball, but that pinball is something that children like to play, but then that shows up in bars. Mm. So let's run with that. That's a good, that's a good yeah, theory. I see let's going. say Stern got their bid in JJP gets their bid in and JJP goes, Hey, by the way, look at our pricing model. We've abandoned our standard edition games. We don't target operators. These are for homes and look at homes Stern with pinball pushing barcades like no other right and now. And Stern with right the now. insider connected yeah. and their whole production model, even though they've gone more and more homeowner Stern is all about trying to get those pinball machines on route mm-hmm. where Wherever they can, and that has become mostly bars at this point. And Jersey Jack can still not push arcades. a lot of family friendly, like you know. Sure. Here's, here's what we're doing, Wizard of Oz. Look here's at this trailer we did Toy with uh, with the little girl and the excitement when she did good on Toy Story. Mm-hmm. This is what Jersey Jersey Jack is a home owner's experience, 
and then mm. and then they they point and they say, look at how affordable you can make money at a dollar a game on a Stern. You can't do that with a JJP. Mm. Sterns are about bars. As we discuss all this, it's always good for the listener. At the end of the day, I, I don't know what happened, but I think Jersey Jack Pinball has the license. I think they have probably, I don't know about full assets, but they have the film assets. I think it's going to be based around the film, and I think that's what it's all going to be about, and probably enough so to be even more so than the wizarding world of like a Jurassic Park by Stern. Uh, I think they probably are going to get music. I think they're going to get pretty much everything. How to execute it, that's what I'm worried about because I worry that I just fucking love Stern games, and I worry that if I'm if I'm JJP, I know this has been discussed by other people, by forums and such, but I'm honestly going to agree and say that I, in, in Jersey Jack's position, if I had this license, I would push Warner Brothers and JK team to milk this damn thing for multiple product releases. I really mm. would. Um, minimum of three. And my idea, Dennis, would be the following. Make them different because JJP they don't build games fast, fast. So you could spread this out to where consumers, potential consumers would want to purchase multiple products as part of a set. If the games are different. So you release the first one covering the first film or the first two films, the second one, the middle range of this franchise. And then the last one being the whole, uh, you know, uh, those we don't speak of battle at the end in the deathly hollows. And all three games being different, but being able to access certain portions of the game if you achieve certain things throughout the three different uh, three different products. So thus, maybe a wizard mode that you can only reach if you've reached the wizard mode of the other two or other three games. Boy, oh boy, wouldn't a new connectivity launch from Jersey Jack Pinball be huge using this as your launching pad, the Harry Potter theme and license? Yeah, I I mean I see the potential for it, but I I, I this is getting a multicolor Wonka ball territory. I just I know I, I don't would, I just I think that's way beyond their capabilities. Mm, I would um, I would so I would juice this and, thing. And I well I see the idea, and I don't think it's a bad strategy to say try and do a trilogy, uh, especially given the breadth of the content. I expect there to be just one game. I think this is wishful thinking. I think there's a lot of gambling that that uh, not gambling in the uh, J.K. Rowling fear concerns. That's right. or, or, no, she, that's the bar, so she didn't have a problem with slot she, machines. Yeah, um, right. uh, the but I mean, because I I mean I've I've seen some people you know true Potterheads that are like I want there to be seven games, which is just ridiculous. Uh, that yeah, and then that's, there's that's two Potterhead. And yeah, and I see, you know, okay, the idea of three, but uh, so much, I mean, there are some risks with that. I, I get it because it's like, well, this is such a hot theme. There's two things going for Harry Potter. It's such a hot theme and it's never been done before. Mm. Like Star Wars is a hotter theme, but we've had multiple Star Wars pins. And But I don't think you really need to have multiple versions to quote unquote maximize the, the profit. That's true. That's true. Because you also run risks like, okay, well, Jerry, uh, let's say uh, I'm not let's say JJP becomes the Harry Potter company for the next three years. Cause they're making three games, one a year. Let's and it's like, you're four and a half so now you've written years. off everyone who's not into that theme, mm -hmm. their price point, assuming they don't make some dramatic shifts, like bringing back a standard, which I, again, I've heard speculation about. I don't think they do that. In fact, I think these prices go up because they know that the license is going to move units. I just think it's a long time to stick with just one theme. And what happens if the first game is not seen as very good? 
you could try and point and say, well, we got different designers and different coders on the next ones coming, but have you burned too many bridges? Mm-hmm. And the number of whales that are going to be in the position to drop $45,000 to have all three of them is not significant enough versus the fact that they can go, well, yeah, that's great. But, you know, if we go ahead and we do, uh, you know, something else like uh, Goonies, we could yeah. sell out of CEs as well. So why why stick with just Harry Potter and run, uh, you know, there's yeah, just risks and with if it. If a second game came out, people would be like, well, I can't buy that one because I don't have the first one. So, yeah, that's kind of weird. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's, but that's really, really interesting idea. Uh, my So my personal guess will be this will be one game. It will be based off of multiple films. I don't know if it will be based off of all of them. Did you want to speculate on who's going to do it? Yeah, let's do let's do all of okay, that. Um, some, some standard people, body or wide body? Have, um, standard. I hope so. Yeah, I think I think they're done with wide bodies. I know they talk up that they could go back to it, and that's true. But I just don't think they will. A lot of uh, other podcasters and, and speculators in the hobby have said that, like you were kind of insinuating, the price is going to shoot up. It's going to uh, up. I I well, rocket is. It, I, I mean, I, I guess it depends what you think about rocketing, but yeah, I'll I'll go ahead. I'll, I'll I'm willing to put out a prediction, and I'll say okay. I no standard edition, just like there haven't been for the last few. I think they're Ooh, done with that. Okay, and again, if that's that, a big that one. feeds into that strategy as well, if they were telling, hey, you know, our games don't show up in bars, you can't be offering a sub ten thousand dollar iteration. Um, I think LEs go up to fifteen, and CEs go up to twenty mm, at least. So both see an increase. Yes, I am going to disagree. <gasps> Uh huh. Gaspy sounds. I'm with you. I, I see no need to do a standard. They'll stick with an, a two two tier model. And I think ultimately pricing the the correct answer objectively is pricing is going to come down to the market at the time of release. Ultimately, that's what's going to happen because their bombs high enough where they're making a profit as to uh, what they price these things at. It's it's going to come probably like within two months of them launching a product. Does that sound weird listener? Mm. It's true. It's true. Uh, well, uh, that's and what's going to uh, happen. Yeah, it's it's going to be a big difference between if this game comes out in a year and this game comes out in three yeah, years. Because if so the market is for some reason, super hot. Okay. They might go up, but if the I, market continues to kind of soften even more, so I can see them actually reducing the price no, I don't, of the I LA. Don't see it. I, I can see, see it. it, but to get, it. to get into more, Households because it, who's let's not joke ourselves. They're not making five thousand of well, they did make close to five thousand GNR if not all of them. So mm-hmm. I can see that, but uh, I can see the CE going up. Absolutely, they're going to push on that. They're going to get that thing up to us as much as that CE. That's what they're going to do going forward in any company going forward. They're going to juice that CE for whatever they can. But for the other model, I think they're kind of seeing Godfather sitting and Toy Story four sitting. And GNR yes. sitting, I don't know if they Here, pull the trigger on a twelve. Well, uh, eh. no, I. And this is where I'm gonna again. Yeah, you're right. If the and if the market changes enough, I think you, what your prediction is would actually be valid. That's but a big turnoff for people. I'm drawing. I'm drawing a line in the sand on what I think is going to happen. Here's here's how. Here's why I think it's going to be the way I'm saying it is. I think they realize that they misread that the market was not going to continue to go to the moon at the end of the pandemic, Mm -hmm. and they raised their prices too much. However, it looks too bad to lower them back down. So what I think they're doing is they're going to try as hard as possible to hold the current pricing until Harry Potter, and then they'll say, well, we need to do an inflation adjustment Mm, at this point. I can see that too. 
with the fact that they should never have gone to 12 and 15. It was way too high. They misread what the market was going to do. They thought everything was going to be like GNR, and it's just not. So you don't think this is coming out next by Steve Ritchie? No. In fact, I think uh, I think they give this game to Mark Seiden. Whoa! Huh, well, the the Metroid the Metroid pinball guy they wow. hired uh, the yeah. new guy absolutely what better what? what better license it's going to print money no matter okay, what that's let a, your new that's guy go argument. in let him build his confidence he's gonna have a it's gonna be a successful game he's gonna feel great about himself Not he's gonna be Harry able to bring Potter. yes he's gonna no. be able to bring his idea because here's what's gonna happen look I know everyone I, like, I think on triple doing that I think on like triple a- Jane everyone said Eric 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 and then there are probably some people like who want to see uh, Richie do it and it's like you know what you're people think they know what you're gonna get when you get either of them you bring in the new guy get blown away by his new ideas and it's gonna be a winner no matter what builds up confidence in your in your new designer I think it's a smart move do it do it what about professor lawler snape coming out of retirement he's never coming back no no he might want to oh he's never coming back wow to jjp want to he might want to i don't think jjp ever brings him back holy moly absolutely not i don't think it's worth discussing sidon's a nice dude um, what do you? But what do you think? You clearly don't think that that Sidon would be who they assigned. No to. fucking way. Are, are you, you in Mark Sidon? Harry like, Potter. Wow, Dennis, have you been dropped on your head as a baby to come up with that idea? I thought, what, no, I it's I a had great a really argument. strong argument. It is, but at the end of the day, the passion squirts say no fucking way. What? No way. Even Mark Sidon would say. Hell no, I ain't touching that. What? No. Mark Seiden Mark Seiden saying, give me, you know, give me a hot title. Doesn't I, I can this see is the, a hot title. This I is smoking the, hot. This I is can like, see the argument for theme's sake, but no, there are a couple themes that no. It, it goes above most beyond. games no. don't sell off the designer, they sell off the theme. Let him he's a peacock. You got <sighs> him fly. Let him fly. I don't think he wants Mark, to fly. Mark, I don't think this. you're listening, but if you listen, I believe in you. You can fly. You can do this. I don't let these the don't too, let these naysayers put you down. I don't think uh, Steve Ritchie is, is, would do it either. I don't. I don't think they would. Give what about it to that? Him. Someone posted a meme where Steve Ritchie was like in wizard robes. <laughs> I saw that. I think Steve Ritchie would do it, but I think timing wise, if I'm guessing, I would say we get a Steve Ritchie at the end of the year. It's not Harry Potter. What did you think about? Maybe you hadn't seen this rumor. It was amongst all the rumors because all the rumors are there. They're all the rumors are rumoring. That's and the right. rumor was Steve Ritchie is a Potter fan and he was promised Potter if he would jump ship to JJP. And after what happened to him with Led Zeppelin, that's what he did. I'm I'm saying no to that because I think it's I, wrong in multiple areas. But yeah, I, just I think it's wrong just because I think Harry, Harry Potter, the license. So you're gonna I know what you're gonna say. You're gonna more, say what everyone more, else says. You're yeah. gonna say Eric. You're going to say Eric Minier. I think Eric Minier for timing because they're going to want Harry Potter to get out here. They have Mark Seiden, I think I would guess after Steve Ritchie and probably to your argument of probably a really good title that sells itself and we give it to Seiden. I can, I'll get behind that. Uh, But then I I agree with you that that Ritchie's next and Ritchie is not uh, Harry Potter, but, and I think it's Mark after that, but what about a new designer? Mark is new. I'm talking about a new JJP designer. Have they hired anyone recently? What about a veteran designer from a different company that comes over to JJP? Now, look, uh, Steve Ritchie is not a spring chicken. 
Uh, yeah, but you just I'm said saying? bring a veteran designer over to J. Like they have three designers right now. They have plenty of designers. They don't need any more. How long do you think Steve Ritchie is at JJP? I think probably five years or less. Which equates to one to two titles or less. Yeah, but they only put out one to two titles a year. Uh, 12 month cycles, plenty of time for a designer in today's era. For whatever reason, I think Steve Ritchie has two games tops at JJP, if not just one. I think that fits with my timeline of five years or less. Don't forget, he's been there a year and a half already. I'm saying that when Steve Ritchie leaves, they're going to have more than two designers. I think that. And I they, wonder who that next person's going to be. I don't and know necessarily they if they bring on. in the replacement before he leaves or not. They wouldn't have to. I mean, Eric's got a lot of experience at this point. They don't need like Steve to train up the newbie. But they're trying to pump out two a year. I understand that. You think that Keith Elwin would ever work at Eric and Mark can maintain that pace while they train up the third person between the two of them? Honestly, the person probably goes under Eric for tutelage because Eric's got a lot more experience. I don't think Borg would ever leave Stern. He's just so in it. Uh, He'll retire there. He'll like. I don't. I don't think they take a Stern designer. Is that what you're suggesting? A Stern designer? I wonder if they've ever pushed for a Stern designer. Steve? Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, I wonder if they, you know, I wonder if he's the only one. Um, I mean, maybe they've had discussions. It's just like, if you're getting a share of game sales and stuff, it's like, like Stern's a, just a better place. I I don't think think Jack Danger would leave because that's like Stern built him. No, I, I don't really think any of the Stern designers, I, well, there's no spooky designers. They will no Chicago <laughs> no, gaming no, no. designers. You don't need a you don't need a qualified. Like, uh, that's who accurate. else would they? Uh, uh, we got the the whistling bird in the mine cart. What, what they was could that? bring Balser back. Oh, hello. <laughs> they could try and maybe Steve says, "Hey, Mark had a lot of fun doing Pulp Fiction. You want to bring my brother over?" Damn. But how long does he last? Yeah. He's been very happy over at Play Mechanics. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, other than that, I, Nordman's know, I, not going over there. Why not? No. Why not? I, I think JJP gets it by now. No. No. Why not? Because man, GTF is why the last five years, ten yeah, years but, of his career is why. Like, but no, Foam no, Elvira's House of Horrors no. was a very successful, popular game. So oh, it's yeah, not so much like, so that they don't like making it, and it, we that's may never that's see a it. Stern again. thing because they yeah. just don't like rotating toys. I don't know. That's why, why all those carousels on Batman sixty six break. They don't like those either. I think we see Harry Potter in twenty twenty four late, or summer twenty twenty five. Yeah, I think 2024. I think it's next year. Wow. It'd be perfect perfect timing for Mark to release it. <laughs> Do it. To wrap it all up here, Nap Arcade posting his article on Facebook. And who chimed in? Oh, yeah. Dennis Norman? No, the uh, the passion squirt. Oh. Joe Cam and Cow. He comments. like He starts commenting on people like, oh, yeah. You're not a fan of me, huh? Like, he's, not only was he bold enough to make this post, but days after, everybody's like, oh, it was a drunk post. Well, he's been on a bender for a while then because he's still shooting off Squirts of Passion here and there. He responds to Nap Arcade talking about, uh, you know, whether this is true or not and said, you're right on all accounts, or are you? Do you think you know the story? One day I'll do a fireside chat with Rob Burke, and as Paul Harvey says, and now you know the rest of the story. It's fun to speculate, but only I know the key to why a Harry Potter game will ever be made by someone. Stay tuned. And then he goes on to post, 
after other people have like saying, Oh, it's unprofessional. He'll post. Is it? Like, like, <laughs> like, oh, that's funny. He's just, uh, he's all in man. Uh, well, you know, in a way I, I, I kind of get it. I mean, it's not like any of any of us, like any pinball buyers or anything like we don't, like he doesn't work for us. He can t- kind of do what he wants. He's not. Yeah. It's like he's not with any of these companies. If he's like a freelance licensed person, it's interesting to do the unprofessional claim. Um, I get it. I get where people are coming from because it feels like he's undermining all the businesses that he works with. But I mean, I guess we find out whether or not they want to work with him anymore. Or you know, honestly, though, from his perspective, I'm assuming it's he doesn't really need the pinball side at all. No, he's, he's doing pretty good. I think so. he's what we've what we've termed in the past an episode here at the pinball show. He's got that BPE man, that big pinball energy, and he doesn't give a fuck. But you know, it gets interesting. I'm going to use a little little story time with me uh, because uh, uh, uh well, you know, like. One of my least favorite things is having, applesauce, ac- having, a, yep, having an accusation of unprofessionalism, especially if I think it's inaccurate, which if it applies to me, I think it's inaccurate. So uh, and this was, uh, you know, professionally, uh, we had something, you know, there's some there's some health things that were going on. Uh, and I went, I uh, was, I, I didn't, I shouldn't say I went to the media. I was getting media calls a lot at this point because mm-hmm. there were, this is in the pandemic and there were lots of updates people wanted. And in one of them, I I criticized one of the uh, one of the advisory teams that I was put on. It was it was this big, it was like thirty people on. I didn't call any individuals out, but I said we were moving too slow, and you know we should have had we should have been done by now. We should have had our recommendations out. And one of the organizers of that group got very upset with me and and said that she felt that I should have gone to them and talked about it internally rather than being unprofessional and talking to the media about it, which did not go over well with me. And let's say um, what I said, I don't even remember what I said in my 10 minute rant back, but it was probably worse than what Kamikow posted. Mm. Uh, Mm. The thing was though, that this person who was speaking to me, who came from a different perspective, I think, you know, from a nursing background and I came from a public administration background is we have a professional obligation to share things with the public. It's actually part of the code of ethics hmm. and nurses obviously come from a different environment where privacy sort of reigns supreme and there are rules about that. So sometimes, you know, we just have different views of, of what is and isn't professional. So I just well, got to throw that out that's there. That's a nice way to put it. It was. I'm, I'm, pre- I'm pretty kind pretty today. You're steamed, weren't you? Yeah, I don't know about this. I was I was a little surprised at these posts personally because I'm just kind of like, I'm not seeing like the, there's not a public need to know any of this stuff. As much as I criticize pinball for, in my mind, being in the dark ages with this whole, let's keep all the licenses secret until we reveal the game like a big surprise. And I'm like, I get the arguments. You know, I've heard like the Josh Shark arguments about you want to maximize what's on the line currently. But the more and more this goes to homeowners, this is like video games and people buy the license and in video games, you find out about games years ahead of time and it's not a big deal. Yeah. And if I'm in this situation of Joe Cam and Cal and I want to be known for being one of those large figureheads in an entire industry regarding, especially licensing. And I didn't get, and not affiliated with one of the, the most sought after licenses in an industry. This is probably what I would do to stay relevant. I wouldn't hide. I, mean, I would come out and just start. I, I don't know. Notice passion squirts. At, sorry, I well, got to stop talking I, about squirting. I didn't see anywhere, and maybe he did because I didn't follow all these Facebook posts. Some people sent me some screenshots, but did he anywhere like say this didn't happen because someone at Stern dropped the ball no. like, publicly? Because I didn't see that. This I didn't is either. just. 
this is just this is coming. And I've I, I you know I've heard all sorts of theories from the he thought you know that this would sabotage Godfather sales to he didn't want uh, podcasters to be able to milk this as yeah, a as a yeah. rumor and report, and so he's just like I'm just ending it. This there's no reason to draw it out. I think he's just using us podcasters as the stepchildren. We're pawns. I think we're, we're mere just pawns. The slapping us around. You're you're projecting. Stop, Joe. Stop. Ouch. Who pinches? <laughs> you're a grown man. Okay, that's Harry Potter pinball. We'll uh, you know what, Dennis? Uh, for whatever it's worth, I'm really looking forward to getting my hands on it at a show and playing it. <laughs> Mm. that's a beautiful fence you've built oh no and i I wish all the best for all the companies that's right yeah there's the other one there's i want you i just hope it's successful look i'm rooting rooting for him i am rooting rooting (laughs) (laughs) i said this i haven't said this in a while i've said this before i don't i never really got a lot of pushback uh, because i think people understood where i was coming from but i actually don't root for companies (laughs) i I don't, and I don't mean again. I don't mean it I mean. I, I, yeah, I, like if they had, were like if they were to hire me, I would I would care. Then I would um, care. But I don't work for them, so <laughs> their success or failure is irrelevant from my perspective. I want there to be good games, and if there were no more pinball companies, we could still have a hobby and we would just celebrate old games. So that's how I see it. I'm not wanting anyone to lose their job or anything, but it's just like when I guess I, it's one of those things when you think about it a little bit. It's like. Gosh, don't you, but don't you really hope that Bond does well for Stern? I don't care. I don't want it to work or not work. It's a, it's I'm neutral to it. I'm neutral. I'm neutral. I'm neutral to the success of of uh, Foo Fighters, and I'm neutral to the success of Godfather. And I think one plays better than the other, and I think both are good games. But I'm not like not really root, like it's not a sports team. I'm not rooting for it. That's why people put you on a pedestal in this hobby? I don't think Dennis. they put me on a pedestal. They do. I was cracking up this last it was the last couple of weeks. I was reviewing some of Canada stuff, and he was he was shitting on me for something about sponsoring shows, and that's bad now or something because of my company sponsoring shows. Well, and like expo and stuff, or no, like the uh, like different podcasters or oh, streamers podcasters. Okay. or saying oh. you know oh they're in the they're in the back pocket of bullshit bullshit all this stuff like you know he's a fucking marketer but doesn't understand sponsor uh, whatever um i call it hashtag being smart in business but it cracks me up because then he's he said a couple times now i think he realizes he's saying it i'm like dude you're you can't like that's not part of your narrative he's like yeah and i wasn't gonna shit on punny factory or pinball adventures because the owner was part of my Patreon club, so I was holding off. But now that he's not, now I can shit on him. I'm like, dude, what? Like, pushing me is biased, but then nobody sees that. All right. Mm. Oh, now I see you what you're saying. shit on it because he's not paying you. Like, no. that's the definition of, of bias. But let's talk about Pin Clash. Mm. No bias in there. Godzilla edition. There's, there's, ah. There was potential bias for me, and I, I should say that flipping out Pinball was a premier sponsor and supporter of IE Pinball's Pin Clash, and proudly so. Oh, so you better not say anything mean about Pin Clash. No, I would say things mean because I, me, Zach, as an enthusiast, is different than my company flipping out pinball. Does it get uh, murky? Yes. Does it get me in trouble? Sure. sure. But it is. If Pin Clash well, sucked, I'd be like, yeah, sorry, Carl. I think it fucking blows. No, it's, it's I, and I, that's I, where I bitched about back, them you know, doing Mr. Castle. Yeah. That's back where earlier in the episode where I was talking about how, you know, the line in the middle of the road. And for me, it's like you just want to in my, you know, my approach has always just been I just want to be honest. I'm not I, I don't want to be mean to any 
entity, but I'll say the things I like and the things I don't. Uh, I don't feel like I need it to be balanced. Like if there's one thing I like and 12 things I don't, then there's, you know, I don't like it. And that's that's just how it is. But it's not personal. And that's where, you know, I think it's important to not like go around and say, oh, look, they dropped the ball on the Harry Potter license. Let's start name. Let's start calling out names on shows and saying they should be fired and yeah, stuff like that. that. Like that that's not, that's, that's, that's where you're like, that's you're like trolling, you're trolling for clicks yeah. and stuff. Shitty, and that's like, oh, I call it shitty human being. It's, I think it's unhealthy for the hobby, but okay. it's also unhealthy for the hobby to be like, but I, I hope you do really well with your <laughs> turd monster. Hey, I'm rooting for him. When I don't mean it. I, when I don't mean it. I can't root for a company that's stealing Mac and me, but you know, let that go. Mac, Mac <laughs> no, needs all the exposure. Not he can let get. Mac and me. That's go. probably a positive. All right, but anyway, we're talking about Pen Clash. We're not talking about Mac. Uh, and me. Another very successful rendition of Pen Clash. Uh, did you watch any of it? No, I watched some of it. I have to admit well, you're I sponsored. You had to. I, you know, didn't have to. But <laughs> uh, I watched some of it, and uh, for competitive pinball, it's enjoyable. I like I like it. the format conceptually as a it does work better as a viewing experience but I just don't generally watch competitive I actually I don't played either. in my first tournament this year yesterday Whoa how'd you do I have been really bad I I don't know how I ended I got, I mean I won my money back so I guess I did okay And that is about the extent listeners as to how interesting competitive pinball is on podcast right there Oh I don't know I was like if you didn't win I really don't give a shit how you did <laughs> no, yeah, I, yeah. I won five. My won my five dollars back. That's there you go. all you need to know. This was it was it is uh it's very professionally done. I love the tutorials prior to the different tasks because I I'm not a big fan of this whole uh, going head to head time based. I don't like that. Uh, but you know, to each their own. Uh, I'm not probably the target demographic here. Um, so see, that's negative about pin clash. Uh, Z-Mac, Zach McCarthy, edged out Escher Lefkoff to win this thing. Mm. And spoiler alert, it, it, if you haven't watched it now, that's your own damn fault then. Um, <laughs> so the the Young Guns, yet again, Z-Mac uh, edging out Escher. <laughs> and then shout out to our friend Ray Day, who finished third place. Nicely oh, done. Congratulations to all three of them. I feel bad for Ray Day because Why? he was so young, uh, he didn't even drink. But he's old now. He wasn't I'm, even old enough to I'm drink. Old, Zach. Or, Oh. I don't even know if he could sign up to the military when we first met him. Uh, I don't even, is he old now, enough to drink yet? But now they won't even take me. In now he feels he feels like old. he's in the awkward teen phase, and these <laughs> babies are out here just winning over, uh, winning over the field. Hang in there, Ray Day. I'm still rooting for you. <laughs> Uh, some great TPN that is the Pinball Just Network representation as well. <laughs> we'll get you on a stretching plan, right, Day. Don't don't be like us. We'll keep your back healthy. We're an AARP. Welcome, welcome, my friend. <laughs> Send him the card. Yes, let's sign him up early. Well, it's like it's like professional sports, man. Once you hit like twenty five, it's like you old. You need to retire. <laughs> it's like unless you're a quarterback, you done. That's right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like you're a thoroughbred. We're not going to take you out back and shoot you, but hey, we're going to, you're going to be a stud here in a minute. Uh, some great TPN representation as well on pin clash Godzilla edition this year, madman, Robert Byers finishing 16th place. I think he's still part of TPN. Hottie, hottie, hottie coming in in 17th place. Mr. Silver baller himself, Mike finishing 19th and the Stephanie. I just call her the Stephanie because that's Stephanie Traub finishing 22nd wow i didn't realize there were that many in in the plan clash well you know what we are the network that's true 
Well, we are a network. I think there are multiple networks. What? Multiple networks? Mm-hmm. Is this fucking Tenet? What is this? Inception? What I haven't this? seen t- I haven't seen Tenet. I haven't Don't either. spoil it. You know what? I haven't either. And it's a bad Christopher Nolan fan of me. I have not seen it yet. My <sighs> son kept pushing and he pushed it so hard that I was like, eh. you know what? It's oh, actually you, you turned me on off. it. I've done yeah, that before. Kind of turned me off. I don't really want to watch it now. And I heard because uh, you've bitched about the audio being, uh, you can't hear it. The audio mix was really bad with Inception Tenet, for the theater. I heard Tenet was even worse. So Really? Okay. Yeah. So, I don't oh, know. Oh, so, oh, someone and editing is messing it up because the audio, like, if it, like the, it's not that the music and, and sound effects are bad, it's the balance. Get Jason from Pinball Party, yay, on it to fix it. The cinema audio video nerd in me, like, I research, there's actually fixes that different production companies are instilling in streaming services to fix this and manufacturers of TVs. There are different settings called like fixing fucking dumb cinema <laughs> imbalances uh, settings where hmm. they'll boost up uh, vocal levels and dialogue levels so that they balance out better. Um, but yeah, that's their streaming services and manufacturers that are trying to correct that now, because for example, in my living room, I can't watch a film. I cannot watch a film unless I'm pressing up and pressing down on volume up and down oh, between effects wow. and audio. Cause I, I can, and I'm getting old, right? A, it's not just you, but I'm getting old where, I can't hear the dialogue. I can't make out what they're saying. It doesn't matter really how loud I put. I just, I don't know if it's the acoustics in my, you know, in, in my living room, but I can't fucking hear it. And then it's the, the booms my, are really loud. My problem is my old eyes, Zach. And some oh. of these films, when they activate the HDR mode, if it's in oh. dark environments, I can't see anything. Oh, it's like that. all black. See, I, I'm visually, I'm like a, I'm like an eagle. Like a hawk. I've been I've been messing with the set. Well, it's a settings thing because the HDR is like okay in certain things, but it's so I've yeah I've been playing audio with the TV settings because it's like I'm usually okay with audio unless the like you go on YouTube sometimes you know you know how it is you'll find some channels uh, some upstarts or whatever mm-hmm. and they they don't know sound mixing yet and they it's really bad yeah. like they put in the music and it's just it's over the vocals and there's nothing you can do to fix it you can turn it yeah. up to hear the vocals and I the music will hurt yeah. your ears it's just. I can't do And I'm it. not getting out an equalizer and, and fixing it that way. So We're the pro at a lot of things. One of them, you know, is pinball. The other, maybe audio, video, and stuff. Maybe the other is other gaming devices like yourself with EGP. But we're also master debaters. I had to segue that way. Yeah, I, I see that. And what, you know, an episode or two ago is what people are... Look, I didn't give it this title. But people are talking, and they're calling it the great reproduction debate, Dennis. They're they're talking about you and I's back and forth regarding CGCLE versus the original and what real collectors mm. want. Yes, and uh, the people were quite split on this. They were. They really were. We did get an email that I found interesting from a Mark. Uh, he said, hey, guys, first up, love your show. Now, Zach. An original, he didn't put a sigh in there. I'm just doing it for effect. But he said, an original is and always will be preferred option for a collector. It has nothing to do with incandescent lights or rules, you fuck. He didn't say you fuck. Again, for uh, emphasizing for effect here. Fact is, it is a copy. Remake is just a nicer word for people who cannot get the real thing. Whoa, Mark, easy here, bud. So I'm already pissed off at this so-called fucking Mm. Mark guy. He says, I'm talking about original and mint condition, of course. Oh, oh, how convenient now, Mark. He goes on to say, I had an MM, listener, that's probably medieval madness, 
in virtually out-of-the-box condition. Of course I put in LEDs and mods. That does not make it not original. What? No, okay. Arguments can be made. He goes on to say, At the time, I sold my MM for 16500 And my friend sold his remake for just under 10000 The guy who bought mine saw the remake ad advertisement as well and said he would never have that. His word, imitation in his house. Who always says numbers don't lie, question mark. Oh, what a fucking asshole, Mark. Cheers, guys. Mark. And then he says he's from, like, France or something like that, which makes the whole pricing thing irrelevant, and I don't understand any of it. Okay, Mark, <laughs> if that's your real name. Who's, first off, who spells their name Mark with a C rather than a K? But I digress. Nothing that you've said here really made much sense or furthered your position or point of view and may i just say that your snarkiness in here uh, is picked up on and not appreciated Um, (laughs) (laughs) yes yes. (laughs) what is this guy getting on it was mixed i just found this very pretentious and i loved it at the same time i I thought it was i thought it was funny um no we and we had someone they they mentioned on on pin side we had a discussion on our our patreon discord discord was hot on this thing yeah well uh because you know i got myself in a little bit of verbal trouble because i used the word real a phrase real collector that's where i was getting too that was was, frothy in in my well now, in my defense, Zach, oh, the course. sole reason I used that term and then didn't define it was because I knew it would piss you oh, off. No, I know. So, so that was bait. That was meat. That was red meat. It so, worked. And listeners, I, I'm sure most of you, even if you disagreed with what I was saying, I think most of you sympathize and understand that I needed that, right? I needed I need to do that from time to time. Yes. You just, you got to push. Zach has got buttons like we all do mm-hmm. that trigger him. And one of his triggers is the notion that he is not at the upper echelon of the hardest core of collecting in pinball. Mm-hmm. So that's why I use the phrase real collector. He just it tickled been, the button. He didn't have to push yes. it. <laughs> well, whereas, and what I was getting at though was kind of what Mark in his email was getting at, which is, you know, when you think of a collector and there are different ways you can do it and there are different ways of collecting. And as I even noted in that episode, I personally in my pinball collection would rather have the remakes for a lot of the reasons you listed Zach, the, when it comes to like collecting of the historic artifacts uh, or whatnot, we usually think in terms of uh, originality. Yes. And so now, for some people, they don't think that that's applicable in pinball the same way it would be with, I think someone on Pinside used the example of baseball cards or coin collecting or whatever. And it's Correct, like, oh, because uh, you know, they said that you play them, and I agree. Yes, and I agree with that as well. But our whole discussion, which I think a lot of our listeners on both sides of it lost sight of, was we were talking about in the whole, the whole context was, why didn't the classic editions do well for Fathom and all the CGC games versus all the all the mm-hmm. you know enhanced screens and stuff and that's because if you're willing to consider a remake and i was describing that as you weren't after the quote-unquote real collector mm-hmm. or i should have said the original collector mindset why wouldn't you get all the bling and stuff in the remake because the classic is still just a copy mm-hmm. so if you're like i want it to be as original as as possible if you're a collector of originality then you just want the original in the first place that was what i was trying to say while also goading you <laughs> 
It, I, I it rate worked. my I rate my uh, performance on that at seventy percent. I still think I did pretty well. My my only blunder in my view was saying "real collector" and not "original collector" as the phrase. Yeah, but that you did that for on purpose and it worked. I did so, but on <sighs> retrospect, I think I would have won more listeners to my side had I said "original," and I think I still could have pissed you off. Yeah, but you, I'm not sure. I have to, it really I have to, worked. I have to, I have to think on that, well but not whole... too much because I, I honestly, I'm kind of I'm kind of done with this discussion. Yeah, so am I. Because uh, I think we wrote it as far as it can be written. Very true, Dennis. So much so that in Discord, even after they were all going back and forth, and it was good. I was I was chomping some meme popcorn. But then I was like, honestly, I think I'm just going to side with Dennis now because I'm tired of talking about it. Yeah, but no one it. believes that you really sided with me because you, you're like uh, the Galaxy Quest people. Never give up. Never surrender. <laughs> Snape. He's in that movie, too. <laughs> By Grapthar's Hammer. <laughs> what a savings. Sorry, Hans Gruber. Do you think Hans Gruber's going to be in uh, Harry Potter? Does he get his likeness even if no, he's passed? No, but who's going to do the diehard pinball machine we should have gotten in the 80s? Don't even fucking bring up Christmas. I, I don't have the time today. <sighs> It'd be the perfect December I don't release. don't have the time today. Uh, you know what? Talking about collectors and who's real collectors or not, I have to be a real collector, Dennis, because if I wasn't, there's no way that I could create a new segment that I'm calling Collector's Corner. And you can hear that exclusively yep. on Patreon. Yeah, I was going to say, I can hear the, hear the song, too. Collector's <laughs> Corner. <laughs> Collector's oh, Corner. <laughs> Zach's got the collection oh before Dennis did. So if you guys sign up to The Pinball Show, which is a Patreon membership, you can go to patreon.com slash The Pinball Show. Sign up for $10. You can hear this exclusive content as well as being a part of our private club membership Discord channel. It's a lot of fun. Or you can jump up to the $25 level, get even more perks, including a decal, a private monthly hangout uh, with us. You can also pick a topic and stuff and other things or bump up to the $100 level and get yourself a paywall polo. You can come on the show. You get your own nickname. Oh, my gosh. People are loving those things. And you get one-on-one private behind-the-scenes, dirty, filthy industry gossip news and NDA-worthy information between just yourself, myself, and Dennis. It's private. Don't tell. Shh. Keep it secret. Keep it safe. But, yeah, if you guys want to hear Collector's Corner, sign up now and then jump into Discord to discuss. We also, while we're talking about it, Dennis, I'm going to give some shout outs to our Screaming Goat Club members that help make some of this possible. And that is a big thank you to the Bobcat, Rodney C. Tried to attack my wife. Oh, shoot that fucker! To the Panther. Thanks, Rob. The kineticist, Colin. The Falcon, Frankie. The Shaker Motors. The OEM Shaker Motors. The OEM Stern <laughs> so Shaker Motors. From David, the Fox, from Sweet Joe, the Bell, oh Charlie, love you, and one of our newest members, Jabs himself, Mr. Steve. Now, the votes are in, Dennis. Remember last episode we said, we don't know, should we go with the Wolf, should we go with the Bumblebee, Bumblebee. Yeah, or should we go with the Maestro for Steve J? So we gave it to the official TPS club members to decide. We put that on Patreon as a poll. And uh, Dennis, I don't even know. Do you know the results of this? I don't. Okay. So surprise for you as well. Listener, we do have some results. And the results are 
A lot of votes, actually. We had uh, the majority of our club members voted, which thank you, team. They voted a split decision 50-50 between the Bumblebee and the Maestro. None of them voted for the Wolf. (laughs) Okay, so... 50-50, 50-50, wow, uh, okay. So we're split here. Did you see the clever thing that I did the last episode whenever I did play the Maestro, what song I played? It was Fly to the Bumblebee. I thought yes, that was cool. yes, I thought that was Nobody messaged me, and I thought, fuck, that is really a lot of work on my part if I get no recognition. So I'm pulling a Kamikaze there. But uh, I do have a tiebreaker because I went back through, and I, I put this in their Discord as well, and I'm so neurotic that I made sure that people voting in our Discord, Dennis, wasn't replicated. Like, oh, sure wow. That, that's, yeah. Look, that's, I, I don't like to be wrong. I uh, understand. And people, as a side note, if I'm going to argue something, I'm right. So just stop. What about where you gave up and agreed with me? Oh, I guess no. I was a lie. You're my horcrux there, Dennis. There was one person who did vote in Discord that did not vote on the official Patreon poll. And they didn't vote for the wolf. So they are making a decision here without even knowing it. That person was none other than Craig Bobby. Say what? Whoa. (laughs) Catch you on the flip side. Flip side comes in and votes Bumblebee! Bumblebee! So uh, at this point, he's got two nicknames. Uh, Jab, you're going to get, no, no, gonna get no, Bumblebee, Bumblebee and the Maestro. Just Bumblebee. I don't, I don't know. So thank you guys for all the support. As a reminder to the listeners, our next TPS live Zoom hangout is going to be for those part of the pinball show, Screaming Go and Nordman levels on May 31st, 8 p.m. Central. Mark your calendars. Be there. Let the juice loose. It's good stuff over there. All right, Dennis, we had a lot of Harry Potter talk. I wonder if any of it's going to show up in this week's Pinball Market Trends. It's a Bobcat Techno Life. Dennis, you probably thought two years ago that Pinball Market Trends was just a little bit of fad. And then a year ago, you thought, God, this thing's got to die down. But it's still red hot. Pinball Market Trends is still still in the mouths of many. Still in in the ears of a lot. People love the pinball market trends. Do you think the segment ever gets old? Uh, yes. Not not subjectively, but like objectively. Numbers don't lie. We only report the facts well, here. Well, um, I mean, no. I mean, when anything's based off of like a market thing like that, uh, it would always be evolving because the market's always evolving. So, no, not from that context. So, it continues to trend. Can we put it behind that's a like, paywall? Like it's like meta. a $1 tier. No, no, no. God. There's your $5 tier right there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, there's still some people holding out. They're like, wait a minute. I will not. I'm holding strong. $5 all day long. $10. You're a stepchild to me. You're not going to do it. And side note, I want to thank you, Dennis, because you could have made my editing so much easier two weeks ago when a lot of people may or may not know that when I'm editing this show, the drop-ins just bumblebee like that drop in alone takes time because you got to find it the the different sound effect you got to find them out there they're they're not you can't just google something and it pops up the perfect thing it takes some time to find it and then you got to clean it up a little bit and put it in there if i would have just listened to you dennis you told me where to find that bumblebee drop but me not yeah. uh, paying attention. <laughs> oh, the, yes. The tra- I which trailer it was. For 45 minutes, <laughs> oh, I searched. I'm so sorry. I should have reiterated Shia it. Shia Le- 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 
Buff and Bumblebee interactions. I, I tried to search engine everything to find that little fucking call, that one little one second call out of Bumblebee. And then I, I about gave up. I really about gave up. And then I went back and listened to you and you were like, in the, in the second film trailer, I'm like, if that fucking guy, there's no way that he is right. Mm-hmm. And he's referencing yep. the trailer to the follow-up film Transformers. And I went there and damned if it wasn't there and only there I could find yep. it nowhere it was else. That, one, that was a very, it was a very uh, informative trailer. I just remember it quite well. <sighs> so I kicked myself in the ass. I lost an hour there, but yeah, mm. inside baseball here. That's uh that's hey, so trending up Bumblebee? Trending up is JJP. Oh. It rhymes. JJP is trending up. I can't trend up Bumblebee yet until I see this latest Transformers film. Have you seen it yet? Yeah, no, it. I have not. We'll I don't I haven't seen any in the theaters since uh, the third one, I think. Well, look at you. Support jabs more than I do. <laughs> I didn't go see that one. JJP. I gotta trend up JJP this week. Because they secured the Harry Potter license. So come on. Just yeah. when I thought they failed me with uh, maybe, you know, a lesser than theme of Godfather, Toy Story 4, they totally redeem themselves unless they fuck it up. But I think we're good. I think we're good here. Um, I don't know what the next title is or if that will be worthy, but I know Harry Potter works. So I've got to give it to JJP and Jack Ranieri uh, for securing this license. If it's true, who knows? It's true. What if when we are all saying it's about to come out and then we hear that it's going to be Godfather? Oh, my God. <laughs> Just turn in and more Godfather. Speaking of Godfather, I didn't talk about it in the bulk of the show there, but I'm thinking that Godfather C, we're going to start seeing those roll out in the next couple of weeks as well. Oh, have those not gone out yet? No, not yet. Oh, okay. Not yet. I think Jack originally said spring, so, yep. We're closing out on the screen here. I think it's going to happen. Also trending up this week is Joe Kamenkow. Wait a minute. How can he trend up if JJP's trending up? He's the one that didn't get the license and then made the spectacle of himself on social media. Well, look, whether it's for the right reasons or not, who am I to say? He's still trending up. And like Dennis was saying, is it unprofessional? Eh, I don't I don't know. He, he, he's, informed, he's informed the people. He informed he's given you more people. information yeah. than any manufacturer ever would. So. Yeah, you got a giggle or two out of me. It's all, it's all a matter of perspective a That's lot of times. Right. That's right. He's, uh, he's passion squirting here, there, and everywhere. And I'm not going to be left with my mouth open. That's all I can say. Also training up this week is the legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Hi-ya! I, I, that's the thing, I guess, the whole Tears of the Kingdom thing. Or, um, is it, have you played this? No, I don't own a Switch. Oh, so fuck, here I we don't. go with that. Isn't you it have to, it's not, you platform have to own the buying worthy? Play it. You can't play Zelda on the other stuff. I know, it's like you can't play a JJP game on a Sturm cabinet. I get that. Well, it's kind of different since you don't plug a JJP game into a cabinet on your My own. head when it comes to gaming is still cartridges. So the okay. PlayStation well, CD does not fit into the Nintendo 64 slot. I, that's Yeah, right. That's and what, that's still basically true. Do they not do the whole downloading thing? They do, but they're still... You can go to the store and buy like a card that it comes on. How much space does it take to download a game? I would think uh, you'd need so... like servers... Uh, I mean, some of the games are getting up to a hundred gigabytes at this point. Okay, then what's so, the standard? Very, what's the standard storage on a on a PlayStation Five? 
you know, I don't know what they're, they, I think the different SKUs come with different size drives, but um, let's say around a terabyte, so 10 gigabytes. So not much. I mean, you're not. No, no, no. It's, yeah, it's a, like with my Xbox, I think my Xbox has, has half a, half a terabyte, so 500 gig. And then I have another two terabyte external drive I have plugged into it that stores games. Is it like my Mac and it almost shuts itself off if it's getting close to a full storage? No, it's not some crappy Apple product, so it works. Uh, Easy now. Easy. It's, it actually. And in full disclosure for biases, I, I do actually own stock in Microsoft and I do not in Apple, so. Some of these things might be to advantage my own investments. Be careful. <laughs> I didn't even know about that about you. No, yeah. I only no. That's a that's a recent stock purchase. So Man, you I know what? Declare it before. People oftentimes talk about you and I being opposites. You know, the Abbott, the Costellos, the 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 Kirk and Spock. I think that's pretty accurate. We are very much in an Apple PC because I am. I. I never thought it was that way. I, I thought a of, Mac lover like no. Yeah, other. I was gonna say, you're a Mac and I'm a me. That's why you're the greatest. Legends of Zelda. I think I probably would like this game. Um, oh yeah, no, it looks fun. Yeah, I just everybody's talking about it. Uh, we've lost all of our pinball coders from working over the last week or two. Uh, because you know what? They all seem to be playing this. The same thing happened last year with Elden Ring. It did. Which I you're, which you're I also right. didn't play. It, you are right. Uh, Sekiro Shadows Never Die Twice or whatever pissed me off too much. I'm like, I'm done with you from software and your nonsense. What is it with you? Every time I listen to EGP, y'all are playing the most fucked up games. I'm like, can you not at least make it a little bit more mainstream gameplay wise no, for oh, me? Oh, I'm going to have some good ones for the next Jeez. episode. I played three new games and they're all weird. God. Oh, it's going to be like, fun. Next I played week. a game that I downloaded on my phone. It was a free app. I'm like, what? Yes. Who plays this junk? That's how look, play mainstream the little, stuff. The little guy needs help too. They need oh, support too. Geez. No, it's all about mainstream, baby. Go big or go home. Disney everything. That's where I've been stuck on. I'll train it up. Training up this week. Disney documentaries. I've been watching how Disneyland was created. A lot of archival video footage of Walt Disney. Uh, I've been watching that. I don't. I've been on the Disney thing this last. Have week. you ever been to Disneyland? I, I haven't, but I really, really want to go. I want to go to all the Disney. So Tokyo, Paris, I want to go to all of them. Yeah, that's interesting. And I want to tour behind the scenes and all of them. I just love theme parks and how they're engineered and how they are. I just love it. I'm such a nerd when it comes to that. There's a whole YouTube channel about theme parks. I know. And like gone ones. Have you seen <laughs> Defunct Land? Yep, yeah, I've seen all okay. of that. It's, uh, that's a lot of fun. Oh, I just love all. Okay, where am I at now? Okay, I'll trend something Trend, down. You were trending a lot of stuff up. All right, trending down this week is the 2.0. Oh, no. Now, not all 2.0 systems. I, you know, it's just the idea of 2.0. To me, it's fantastic, Dennis. But here lately, you know, we got the Whirlwind 2.0, the Funhouse 2.0, even the Toten Tales of Arabian Nights 2.0. They've all been duds. I feel like they're ruining such a great idea. The only people able to do it wonderfully thus far have been Haggis with Fathom Revisited and Chicago Gaming to some extent with the real collector's versions of the uh, the LEs and the SEs. And so. What I'm saying is I haven't lost hope, but some of y'all are harsh and my mellow. Killing my buzz, man, on some of this 2.0 stuff. Don't mess up my whirlwind. Fuck off, Suey. You still macking me. We got issues. Don't get me started with Punny Prison holding captive Don Knotts 
and now talks of other pinball companies coming out? I don't know. Kind of tired of anything coming out new pinball that's just feels like half-assed pinball. We should call this 0.5 pinball. I'm all for new companies and new products that are badass. But some of this stuff doesn't take a psychologist that can read people to know or a marketing guru to realize that they're half-baked ideas. They're not great ideas. And I've always said it. If you're going to take precious time out of your life to do something, damn it, do it great or don't do it at all. So trending down this week is Whirlwind 2.0. Also trending down this week is Pinball 2.000. It's Pinball 2000. Have you seen the prices on Star Wars Episode 1 and Revenge from Mars? More specifically, SW1. The prices are falling out on these games. You can get them for like the upper 2000s. This is a fully functional, pretty badass pinball platform, Pinball 2000. It's antiquated, sure. Looks dated. I get it. But it's still very much everything pinball. And pretty damn good layouts on both of those games. Pricing is dropping on the Pinball 2000 platform right now in the secondary market. Like I said, Star Wars Episode One, which in my opinion is hated on more than it deserves. I'll take that game alone more than I would some newer titles. But yeah, you can get that in the upper twos right now. Uh, even Revenge from Mars in the threes? Lower threes? Wow. It's summertime, so your ice cream scoop is softening in general, but it's melting quick on this one. All it's trending down this week a bit is JJP. I, I know the company's trending up. But the Guns N' Roses right now trending down a little bit. A lot on the secondary market. We bring up GNR a lot here on PMT. But right now there's a GNR LE that's sitting in the low 8s on the market. Just sitting. CEs you can get now easily in the 13s. Sitting. I think one of the most interesting stories in the next two to three years is going to be the story of Jersey Jack Pinball. What they bring to market. How they present it to the world. And how and if their products and games evolve in this industry. It's going to be awesome to be a part of. And this week's Steal the Week. Bye, bye, bye. Save a buck or two. There's a Star Wars premium. It's probably sold by now, but it's in Memphis. $7,000 on Pinside. It's got 20 plays. It's a brand new Star Wars premium. $7,000. Ridiculous. If wow, shipping wasn't plays. so expensive, then I would I'd buy that and resell it. Damn. $7,000. It's one of Stern's greatest games ever made. And you know what? I got to give. I'm not going to do a training down, but Ron Hallett. Ah. <sighs> Uh, it seems like we are talking more and more about slam tilt each and every week. And then they talk about us. So, you know, we're cozying up with those, those fellows over there. Ron Hallett, I thought, I thought he and I were close. I thought we were uh, what the kids call bros. But he said something this last episode that turned me a little sour, Dennis. Mm. We know that he loves Star Wars, the Stern game. He always has to defend it to usually wrong Bruce. And he does yeah. that so well. But this last week, he shit on Star Wars Premium. He said the Pro is the better the better model, and basically the Premium was shit. And he lost me there. I, I loved Ron Hallett before that, and then he just lost me because Star Wars Premium is worthy of owning, whereas Star Wars Pro, no, I'm not saying it's not worthy of owning, it's just you're missing out on one of the greatest mechanisms and, and uh, payoffs in pinball history. The, the, the Death not, Star egg yeah, that cracks that, open to reveal its Yoki center. You, it's not even really that toy. It's the mechanism of... It's the Hyperloop. It's the Hyperloop. I know. You're a Hyperloop the feel, fan. The sound of the materials, the, of the effects, and the, the payoff of hitting it with time, you know, collapsing on you. It's pinball perfection. And you can't shit on Star Wars Premium without me saying something. 
But that's a deal of the week. Another deal of the week this week, courtesy of Flipping Out Pinball, is a Godfather. Oh. A Godfather, Ellie, came in used. There's not that many plays on it. I think I had it marked all the way down from 12,000 news, marked down to 10,700, something like that. Courtesy of Deals of the Week, we're going to knock that thing down all the way to $99.99. Wow, you got it, you got it. But the only way you get that is that you have to say it was a Deals of the Week on the Pinball Show. And you don't have to be a Patreon follower preferred but you don't have to be deals of the week got my spider-man in so no bounty on that still looking for dolly parton radical and congo only minty and as always dennis i'm just here to report the facts because numbers don't lie and neither do i apparently ron hallett does this is pinball market trends poor ron where can people catch you, Dennis? Yeah, they can always reach out to me, collectorgamerspodcast at gmail.com. It's the easiest way to send me a message. Oh, that works. It does. They can talk to you on Discord if they follow us through our membership on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash the pinball show. It's good well, stuff a few in there. Discords, yeah. Yeah. No, but the, why are you pushing shit? Oh, God. You can email us at the pinball show at gmail.com. Uh, the Pinball Show Facebook. We got a TikTok. We got a Discord. Um, straight down the middle. Go follow, like, and subscribe to the video series there. Flipping Out Pinball helps support this show. And the product showcase this week is the Stern Headphone Kit and Shaker Motors. I have both in stock over at Flipping Out Pinball. You can go to flippingoutpinball.com or email me at Zach, Z A C H, at flip the letter in outpinball.com. Or you can text me 812 457 9711. The Stern Headphone Kit. Dennis, do you have these on your game yet? No, I don't play with headphones, though, so I never I th- look at them. Someone told me that you can use it as an external uh, volume control, too. I thought that was kind of oh, cool. Oh, that's yeah. interesting, yeah. Yeah, so uh, we uh, I haven't had these in stock for a couple of years. Finally mm. got some back in stock, and people do love them. And they easy to install right on the coin door there. Uh, a lot of people put them on all their spike games. So, listener, if you don't have one of these, maybe try one out. And then if you do have one, but they're not equipped on all your games, get fully equipped. Are you fully inside her connected? Uh, yes. Is it warm? <laughs> Jurassic Park Premium still got a couple of them in stock. The Godfather LE, new and used. James Bond Pro and Premium, new and used. Ooh, even the 60th Anniversary Edition, new and used. Alien LV, still on sale. Jurassic Park Home Edition, Star Wars Home Edition, Oktoberfest Deluxe, one left. Oh, in the vault, we still have that Black Knight Sword of Rage limited edition vinyl. Y'all are going to be left without it and be looking for one. Might as well buy it now. And also recently added to the vault was the Stranger Things replacement projector. People love those. Got a couple of them, so get them all you can. Toy Story 4 LE, new and used. I got a CE still, uh, new. Ultraman, Halloween's new, ready to go. Turtles Pro is used. Mandalorian Premium, new and used. I have Turtles Premium, new couple left star wars pro there you go run Helen. star wars pro led zeppelin pro and premiums insider connected kits i got it baby order an escalera tune into flipping out with friends flipping out with friends i think on a hiatus the next two weeks because joel is on vacation mm. or a work function maybe both i don't know what he's doing he's got a beard TPN last week. TPN last week, yeah. We had uh, episode 29 of Pinball Party Podcast. That's an episode with well, Rachel and Kale. I think Rachel shares a lot of really interesting information. Uh, she was uh, that, yeah, well, those boys got to watch out. 
<laughs> Go lose her show there. That was a good one. And then uh, episode six of Pinball Innovators and Makers podcast. That was the interview with the uh, fast. fast Aaron Davis. Yes. Yep. Yep. Love fast. Then we had uh, episode 30 of Silverball Chronicles. That was the episode focused on Wayne Nyans and his career is so long. It's only the first part of it. I got to be honest. Didn't didn't uh, load that one up yet because mm. eh. <laughs> I so Wayne had an games. interesting life. I, I enjoyed that games episode quite so a bit. Old. And then uh, episode 37 of Triple Drain Pinball Podcast, which was the, it was billed as the discussion about the Harry Potter rumor, but there actually was a tremendous amount of discussion about tournament pinball at first. Oh, yes, there was. That's right. A lot about the European uh, tournament coming up. Oh, and lunchboxes, because I guess they have lunchboxes. They got lunchboxes now. No thermos, though. Tight asses. Yeah. (laughs) Just got the lunchboxes. They pulled a little day fix there, didn't they? Where are those lunchboxes? Where are my galactic tank forces, Dennis? Shit. Have they have they uh, got the mod yet to stop the <sighs> drop or the targets from airballing I over the I'm flippers? waiting for the mod for them just to respond back to the dealers to tell us when we're getting the games that we've paid for. I, you know. <laughs> oh, okay. Start well, with that you have one. your you have your priorities and I have mine. Oh my gosh. Come on, AP. For Dennis. I got to stop saying that King Cromwell's back now. Fuck. Even if King Cromwell's back, I'm still in tribute. And now, what am I going to say instead of it? You know, maybe we say nothing. We stop Dennis that. Priest, Zach, you want to? Should we stop that? Sure. It hurts your brain to think up stuff anyway. And that's true. Well, I could I could say what's Ron say? La- you can have last word, Dennis. <laughs> and, I, and and always remember, folks, believe in Mark. Mark, you can do it. Harry Potter is yours. No, there's no way. There's no <laughs> yes, way. I, I will will this into fruition. It's not going to happen. Let me have this one no. thing. So, JJP, so, I've never asked anything from you. And yes, I've never bought any of your games. But let me have this one shit. thing. Give it to Mark. Do it. Oh, and always practice safe pinball. And look, I get it. It's tough. It's hard. And it may hurt. But when push comes to shove, try to hold in your passion squirt. <laughs> Give him hell, Cam and Cal. Hey, Dennis, you, you know how difficult it is to find a good pillow? <laughs> I'm trying so hard not to just do this like impression right now no i i don't actually the last time i needed pillows i just went on amazon and like clicked on highly reviewed ones and ordered. really that works i mean that's how it worked for me i've become very particular when it comes to what what would you call it pillow preferences Mm. i uh i i had a great pillow and my wife stole it now ever since then i've been searching for the perfect pillow again and coming up short read the label on what she took yeah, it doesn't have any labels. Oh, you cut the label off. Yeah, it tickles my ear. Now, I, I so I've been on the search, and I've gone through six pillows until I found one. And last night was the first night that I slept on it. A little off-gassing, so that's that's probably creating cancer. But I think it, I think I might have a winner, maybe. But I'm very picky. It can't be too fluffy, and then your head sinks into it. You feel like you can't breathe. It can't be too firm, because then what are you doing? You almost, why don't people measure? It almost has like the L in your shoulder and head. They should measure that. And that should, like a shoe. I think pillows should be measured like shoes. There, I said it. But yeah, I have to get the ones with the gel. Have you had the pillows with the gel yet? 
No, I've not done gel oh, pillows. Memory foam and then the gel to keep your head cool. A lot of people also say a, a silk, silk pillow case uh, so it doesn't rip out your hairs. My precious hairs. I don't know. I didn't know that the cotton ones were like shredding people's heads. They're, you know, they're not, they're not as good. Not as My, good for I use, uh, breathability I use linen, uh, linen, like flax linen pillowcases. <laughs> I, I was waiting for you to be like, I use burlap. <laughs> I sleep on a sack of potatoes. The only problem is when the the eyes start to grow out. Like a scarecrow? <laughs> <laughs> yes, like a scarecrow. <laughs>